Hello, welcome back to The Psychotic Break. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kimmy. And this episode is about foot-in-the-door phenomenon. Woo! What is foot-in-the-door phenomenon, Kimmy? The premise is you are convincing an individual to do something or to give you something. Really just depends. And you lead with asking for something smaller, which usually the person will comply and give it to you and or help you with it. And you keep going by asking for something larger in return. So do you have like a good example of this phenomenon? Let's try to make the definition more concise. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. So foot-in-the-door phenomenon is a compliance tactic. So you're trying to get someone to do something, and you start with a small request, and you lead your way up to larger requests. An example, just a very, very simple example, is I ask you, Kimmy, for a quarter. Would you give me a quarter? If I had one confidently, it's only 25 cents. Yeah. And what if the next day I was like, oh, hey, Kimmy, can I have a dollar? Yeah, probably. And what about a week from then? I'm like, hey, Kimmy, I gosh, I really need some money. Do you have a, a $5 bill? I'd probably keep going. Yeah, exactly. That's foot in the door phenomenon. <laughs> I, I start with a small request, like a small monetary request, and then I lead up to a larger request. This is very different than the examples that we were given in high school, where it, I don't know if you remember, but it was kind of the ones they were asking for tiny things, like doing a task, and they're like, oh, can I borrow your car? Like, The very extreme things that you're like, I don't think I want to offer you this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it could be used for so many different things. And I feel like I do this a lot without thinking about it. (laughs) Because I I don't like to think that I use people. (laughs) Really, all interactions are are using people to some extent. A little bit, or just... I guess quickly on that topic is we're using people to have dialogue to get our thoughts out, but not to the extent of foot in the door to receive an actual item each time. Right, right. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I do foot in the door phenomenon unknowingly sometimes. I'm thinking about the move. I recently just moved to Berkeley and I have gotten so much help from so (laughs) many people. And I think that's because I've been secretly employing foot in the door phenomenon. (laughs) Essentially, I will ask someone, a friend for a small favor. Hey, can you carry this box in for me? And then it'll be another box or another box. (laughs) I recently just befriended a person in Berkeley. Shout out to Orion. (laughs) He will just be around. 
he's literally helped me bring in some boxes for my car. And we also got him to build our dining room table. Oh, Maddie. And our chairs. And he helped assemble our couch. (laughs) He's just been doing a lot for us. And I feel like a jerk now because I basically manipulated him. Orion, I promise I didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) Promise I didn't. (laughs) In that case, I do for sure think that was foot in the door. With other people, it could be argued that it's more of a reciprocity thing. Hmm. Where you've probably helped others in the past, which is why they want to help you. But if you truly met Orion, Mm -hmm. just randomly in Berkeley, and all of a sudden they're building your furniture for you, that is for sure a little tactic that you're pushing in there, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) The reciprocity is there. Call me up if you need some furniture built, Orion. (laughs) (laughs) So... When thinking about your own experience with this, obviously you don't think it was malicious at any way. Like you've obviously returned the favor somehow by giving your friendship. But do you think foot in the door can be used for evil? Oh, it most certainly is usually used for evil. (laughs) I'm thinking about all of the devilish marketers out there who are just trying to can't think of a better word than manipulate they're just trying to control other people and get them to do whatever the heck they want it's very easy to get the process started for example someone could ask you do you have time for a five minute survey do you never are you able to uh put this sign on your lawn promoting us? Would you like to put a bigger sign? Would you (laughs) like to give us $5 to support us? And then all of a sudden you have some sort of share with them and you're you're just stuck. So normally it is a malicious thing. Well, I don't know if it'd be malicious because not all marketers are trying to pawn off something bad. It's simply how the world works. You have a product and you need to get it out there. And foot in the door is a really easy way to get people on board with something. For sure. Along that lines, campaign posters, especially during the Kamala Biden. Ah, not Biden. Biden is the president. Ooh. (laughs) Always just would see like the Kamala Harris. And I've been kind of on her case lately. And that is why. Um, (laughs) This is kind of weird. Foot in the door is usually considered a persuasion tactic, and yet we admitted that it can be used for something bad when manipulation is a term that is used for, I'm going to go back to evil, but for bad intentions. I would say that manipulation definitely has a negative connotation, and that's simply because it's different from persuasion. Persuasion is an overt way of one person trying to convince the other person of something, and they're doing it through an argument. They're doing it through verbal and clear direction. 
manipulation is still trying to get someone to do something, but it's not overt. It is done without their immediate knowing. And people often interpret that as being shady. (laughs) It kind of is shady, not gonna lie. So what I'm seeing is that foot in the door can be both, both persuasion and manipulation. It just really depends on the person and what their intention is. Yeah, and that goes along with all of the different forms of compliance and persuasion, which are all great topics for other episodes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll add it to the backlog. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, a foot in the door can be a bad thing, but I'd like to think that for the most part, it's harmless. (laughs) I'm saying that because I'm trying to make myself feel better about my poor friend. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever done foot in the door. I think in your case, it for sure was a kind intention but you were practicing it. But after your explanation of how we're seeing it in daily life, I I only associate it negatively, or at least I have in the past. Mm-hmm. But because you have just performed it, I'm like, no, it's okay. You were doing a good thing. Everything's <laughs> fine. It was persuasion, not manipulation. Well, here's where things get a little weird with foot-in-the-door phenomenon. The reason foot-in-the-door phenomenon works is because that first request that you give someone, it builds a connection between you and the other person. And what's really cool about this phenomenon is the relationship that's built is built off of consistency. If I say yes to your request, Kimmy, I think of myself as a good-natured person who's helping a friend or even helping a stranger. So I'm less likely to say no to a slightly larger request because I have already built that relationship of saying yes, of becoming friends or amicable with said person. When you look at it like that, it doesn't seem so bad. It really doesn't. However, I'm going to keep going back to the bad because that is how (laughs) I have always seen it, is that when they are targeting people, you are quite literally finding a target audience to use against, unfortunately. However... If you're using it in the friend way, it is, oh, this is difficult because I want to see both sides, but I'm just stuck in the mentality of, um, I just, just just go full send. We'll have a debate (laughs) to me. (laughs) I understand the difference between persuasion and motivation because there is obviously the intent of malintent. Yes, malintent. Mm-hmm. intentions all of that but there also can be good but it's not that you're arguing for the person which is like the persuading element to help you people are just inherently good that it's almost not foot in the door intentionally which is if there was a different wording but it technically it do you see where the train is going where i foot in the door is both Oh, no, this is going to be such a pain for me. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> take your time. I'm currently lost. I think your train hit me, and I'm just very <laughs> confused. I wish there was another term for foot in the door for just kind, unintentional compliance of others. Because obviously you did not intend poorly for Orion. And obviously foot in the door can be both good and bad depending on who is doing it and what their intentions are. However, you didn't even realize you were doing it because it's not a bad thing at times. But once doing this podcast, you were like, oh no, (laughs) I actually do do this. (laughs) Does that make more sense? Honestly, it's not even a big thing. It was just this weird concept I could not comprehend for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely see that. I guess you're right. I didn't realize I felt guilty about it until you said that. I just don't like the thought of using people. Mm -hmm. Which is hard to say because we inevitably use people. Every day, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But as long as there is a mutual benefit, that's what human interaction is. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. I guess we have to think about how we look at the fact that this is a form of compliance. Are we looking at compliance as a bad thing? Are we looking at... Yeah, let's just start there. Is compliance a bad thing? Too much, I agree, is bad, only because I picture passive people. And passive people, I'm not saying they are bad, but you get stepped over. And that's what I'm picturing. The, I'm not, no offense to Orion. You are not being stepped over 24-7, unless you are. And that maybe you already know this. But I am one of those people that... That's why I think I see this in negative light, is because I'm pretty sure people do this to me and that's I'm a very compliant person I'm going to accommodate my life for others and so knowing that people have been probably pulling this on me is why I'm upset (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense and I'm just trying to think of an example of how foot in the door phenomenon has been used on me it's definitely been used on me in the workplace so many of my advisors or uh, employers have used foot in the door phenomenon. And that makes sense. I don't think that there's a case in the workplace where there's not foot in the door phenomenon. It starts with, oh, here's a perfect example. When I worked at Jamba Juice, you remember, uh, gosh, I don't know if this was, I don't know if I should be using real names. We'll call this person... Carrie. Let's say Carrie. <laughs> Let's say Carrie. Edit it out if I can't figure out who Carrie is. <laughs> Let's say Carrie asked me to stay a couple of minutes overtime. We're closing. She is she doesn't have enough people. I think to myself, eh, two minutes is nothing. The next day, she asked me to stay five minutes, and I think, oh, it's not that bad. I'll do five minutes. The next time is ten minutes, and then eventually, I'm just there an hour later than I should be. True story. And 
it's not just that. I've had other bosses that are like, oh, can you do this task for me? It's not really in your job description, but it's just a small task, which leads to another task and another task. And I am just being manipulated. (laughs) Exactly, which is why foot in the door now seems evil. Except you're not evil, Maddie. Um, (laughs) God damn, this is difficult. (laughs) I'm going to buy Orion a chair and I'm going to build it for him just to make myself feel better. But doesn't this make you almost on edge to not be the people that are trying to do foot in the door on others that make relationships more reciprocal now? Does that? Yeah. I'm definitely always looking for ways to build friendships and incorporate reciprocity. But it's more nerve-wracking now because if you feel like you have been almost... If we're going to use the term of passive, passive-aggressive, and aggressive as the aggressor always asking for things, that now you feel as if you should take a step back and be the one giving. Maybe that's not even the case, but just in general life, if I don't want to ask of people because I've been the compliant, passive individual. Mm. But now it's just about setting boundaries and noticing that these things do exist and how to catch them. And yeah, like I said, establish your boundaries of what you're willing to do and keep it at the smaller tasks before it gets to the larger ones, which is really difficult. It is difficult, but that's really great advice for people going into the world and trying to avoid being used, trying to avoid being a subject of foot-in-the-door phenomenon. Just a warning to the listeners, if you are being asked to do something for someone, no matter how small that task is, still give it a lot of thought because this may not be the only request. There may be more like it or larger requests to really solidify the foot in the door phenomenon. By the way, I love that name that they chose for this phenomenon. It makes a lot of sense. You are getting your foot physically in the door of opportunity and you are just trying to push your way through. (laughs) I think that's kind of neat. I really like it. Yeah, you can easily visualize it. It makes it even funnier when you hear all the other names like highball, lowball, door in the face, foot in the door. (laughs) There's another one. I cannot remember it. But they all just have such goofy names for something that you're basically persuading people and it can be a negative thing. Yet I kind of want to laugh and not take this seriously until you actually look into it and you're astounded that this is kind of a very negative thing. It is. And it's so cool that we're able to identify these things that normally we don't even notice. Or if we do notice, we could have never imagined that it would be so well known enough to have its own name. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. This is not going to like leave my mind for the rest of just the day. <laughs> of who's been well, doing this? Have I been doing this? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you brought up one term that I do want to use to juxtapose this concept, which is door-in-the-face phenomenon. Oh, quite literally the reverse of foot in the door. It is. 
door in the face phenomenon is where you start with a big request and then supplement it with smaller requests. Because you intentionally know that you're going to be denied the first one. So people feel guilty, which is the manipulative aspect that I think is in this one specifically rather than foot in the door, which can be argued is not as intentional. Yeah. To go back to the money example, Kimmy, can you give me $1,000? No, but I will max probably give you 50 out of kindness. <laughs> 50 I'd take. And what if I really just wanted 50 bucks? If I started with that request, $1,000, knowing that you're going to say no, I know that you're going to give me a little bit more than a dollar. I have actually never thought about that. Where would you stop? If I asked for a hundred, would you give me a hundred? I'd probably give you twenty. What about fifty? <laughs> you start at fifty? No, I'd still give you twenty. Twenty is the magic number for me. Ma'am. Okay. Let's think of other examples. The <laughs> example I remember from AP Psych was we're talking about, say, a high schooler. You want to go out and you need the car. You ask your parents for a limo to take your friends to this really cool movie. And obviously your parents say no. And you're sulking and you're like, okay, but can I take our car out to see the movie? And that's all you really wanted. But yeah. asking such an absurd request really throws a person off and makes them feel guilty about themselves for saying no, which leads them to agree to your smaller intentional requests. I think, blanket statement, war in the face phenomenon is a lot dirtier than foot in the door phenomenon. It is, and what's really annoying about this one, beyond just the fact that it is a very malicious compliance tactic is that the term door in the face is similar to foot in the door they're similar because they're funny names they have weird mentions of the freaking door you don't ever see that basically anywhere however door in the face goes against foot in the door where you're getting that step in this one should be bodies basically in the house, not door in the face. You already know what you want. You know what you are going to get. You're not getting the door in the face. You're past the freaking door. It, it freaks with your mind. It does. <laughs> I love how literal you're being about this. You sound like me. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that door in the face is always bad intentions at least that's what it feels like because for me I didn't even know that I was doing foot in the door phenomenon until <laughs> this episode but I feel like a person is always conscious if they are employing door in the face you know what you want from a person but you are essentially lying to them about what you need in order to get that smaller, more desirable request. More accessible. I have a friend who does that all the time with cars. If they want the nicer car, they do it in reverse, but the similar idea of, can I have gas money? Obviously not. At this age, you should be able to pay for your own gas. You should not have your own car if you cannot pay for your own gas. 
at least that's my mentality. Maddie has an electric, so I don't know <laughs> if she can have an opinion here. But I, if you're going to have the responsibility of a car, you're going to pay for at least a good majority of the amenities of it. My friend argues, can I have gas money? Their parents are like, why? Like, I'll do it, but you're only going to get a 20. 20 doesn't get you much gas anymore. Mm-hmm. But their parents have an electric car, and that one is easier. So they're manipulating the system by starting low to get high, which is super weird, which is basically foot in the door, but with the purpose of malintentions. But it does feel like door in the face instead because it is so malicious with the original malicious intent. However, we did mention that foot in the door is both a manipulation and a persuasion. Oh, snap. I have just psyched myself out. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a different world than I am, Kimmy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say about this. I know. I think this one was the shorter one. So I that so. you can save all of it for introversion and extroversion. Oh, yes. Very excited for that episode. <laughs> Well, unless there's anything else, I guess we should move on to our one-minute wrap-up. Well, I have a coin ready. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be heads. Okay. Where is it? Okay. <gasps> on you. <laughs> hey, okay. Okie doke. Are we ready? I am indeed. We talked about the foot-in-the-door phenomenon, which is a compliance technique where you start with a small request and gradually lead up to bigger requests. It's not always uh, malintention, as seen as my example of me accidentally using my friends, but I promise I I don't mean harm. Uh, (laughs) And then we also talked about Foot in the Door's evil cousin, Door in the Face, which is... Asking a huge request, knowing that you won't get it, and then actually getting uh, your smaller request. So there's definitely more manipulation there. And we've decided that manipulation is bad. And (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, I have 11 seconds. Uh, What else can I say? I don't think there's anything else I can say. (laughs) End it there. (laughs) I thought that was good could have been worse you did what you needed to do in a short amount of time and there is more respect to that yes i could have just gone on screaming and rambling but no we we mainly talked about those two things and we essentially decided that everything is evil (laughs) maybe maybe not (laughs) (laughs) well follow us on instagram at the psychotic break dot pod. I'm Kimmy. Oh wait, this has been the psychotic break. <laughs> I'm Kimmy. And I'm Maddie. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.